Welcome to Being Extra. Today I'm joined by my good friend Andrea Guerrero. She has been standing in movies like Fast State and Impractical Jokers. She was also a casting assistant for Southern Casting Associates, or SEA. How you doing, Andrea? Hola, Jorge. It's so good to see you. How are you doing? I am doing good. Uh, I'm happy that you're on here with me today amongst all this craziness that's going on. <laughs> I know, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's okay. so nice to see an adult, to be honest with you, because I don't know if I told you, but I'm working with kids now. Yes, you told me. So I have two Zoom calls a day with toddlers. Uh, it's good to talk to an adult too. I love talking to my wife, but it's just, I was used to talking to different people every day. So it's just nice to talk to somebody else. So how's quarantine okay. going for you? I'm just trying to stay busy, you know, because yeah. otherwise I'd probably get fat. There's so much food that all I would do is eat. But luckily my kids are keeping me busy. I'm teaching Spanish online with Zoom and also um, pre-recording some Spanish videos. So that's been really fun. Oh, awesome. So I want you to say welcome to being extra in Spanish. Hola amigos, bienvenidos a being extra. Perfect. Thank you. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad to see you're doing good. You're working. That is awesome. I'm very happy. And during this quarantine, we're all watching shows. Yes. So, what are your top shows that you're watching right now during this quarantine? My top show is Tiger King. I'd like to thank Joe Maldonado Passage for giving us all the best laughs that we all needed. Am I right? You're right. <laughs> well, well, laugh and scare because I got scared in some episodes. I'm not going to. Yeah, some scary stuff. Man. I, I just don't want to go near those zoos ever, ever in my life. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I might seem kind of crazy, but um, Doc Antle, his zoo didn't look so bad. It looked like the Ritz Carlton of zoos in comparison to Joe's and um, some of the other ones that we saw, you know? That's the most organized one. So mm -hmm. in my opinion, that seemed the, mo the most tourist friendly one. Right. Yeah, not that I'm, I'm pro keeping animals in cages, but out of all of them, even better than Carol's Sanctuary, Doc, Doc, <laughs> Doc Antos was the nicest one to go. You're right, the Ritz-Carlton. I like how you put that. The Ritz-Carlton is Doc Antos' place and Carol Baskin's is the day's in. Well, <laughs> Well, okay, so on my last episode, I talked to my buddy Ricky, and I told him that there was going to be an extra episode. That episode came out. Did you watch that extra episode? Um, I was kind of disappointed, to be honest with you. Maybe it's because I'm obsessed with the show, and I've already seen a lot of other videos on YouTube. Have you seen the David Spade ones, by chance? Uh, no, I have not seen the David Spade ones. You should definitely check that out. It's kind of similar to the Joel McHale, the newest episode, but yeah. um, David Spade is a little more charismatic and um, messes around with the characters a little bit more. So uh, I'm going to definitely check it out. Thank you for that. And yeah, I'm with you on that. I was not, I wasn't fully disappointed with the last episode. But I knew it couldn't have been anything more than interviews. I mean, what else could have gone past the story? You know, uh, Joe is in jail. You know, exactly. uh, Jeff got the zoo. You know, all this stuff is happening. I know that the things are still happening, though. That right. uh, they're still going to court uh, mm -hmm. over animal cruelty and all this. And uh, they're still fighting for the, I forgot the name of the law. But the law, to, the law that Carol's trying to pass with Congress yes. about not having any cats in cages. Mm -hmm. So exactly. that's still going on. And so it's just, it's incredible. That, that story captivated me. Just, just knowing that there are more big cats in captivity than in the wild is a crazy fact. Exactly. It's, wow. A small part of me, I'm not gonna lie, but um, the zookeepers kind of did convince me a little bit. They're like, well, we got to keep them alive somehow if they're not in the wild. So even though I don't agree that they belong in cages, I do. Um, I support the ones who actually do care about the animals, but it's hard to pinpoint which ones those are, especially when they're profiting off of, the, off of them, you know? Yeah, I, I know they love the animals. They probably do love the animals, but they, mm -hmm. they have to pay for the zoo and they have to pay wages so <laughs> profits they have to pay for the walmart meat too <laughs> oh god <laughs> not anymore 
Let's hope Doc Anto doesn't do that. Oh, that, that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. What, what else are you watching? What's your number two? <laughs> um, so I just started a documentary on Amazon Prime last night. It's called oh. The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Have you heard of it before? I have not heard of it. Please tell me about it. I'm intrigued. So it's actually about this family who commits a bunch of crimes in the small town. It's in Boone County of um, West Virginia, and there's killing, there's jail time, there's pills. You actually see people snorting pills. And wow. they honestly make Joe look like an A-list actor. So it's hilarious. I mean, you're going to have to put on some subtitles because it's actually hard to understand what these people are saying, even though oh, they speak wow. English. Right, right. Is that... It's a heavy accent, I bet, right? So that definitely says something. <laughs> you know, I grew up with an accent because I'm not from here originally. I'm from Colombia, so it took me a while to get, even though my English isn't perfect, but it took me a while to get my English going. Your English is great, Jorge, no te preocupes. <laughs> okay, so, so speaking of Tiger King, uh, I, told, I talked to you yesterday about our um, dream castings for Tiger yeah. King for the movie or show. And they already started casting people, but everybody on the internet, this is going viral. Everybody is doing their dream castings. So yes. I talked to you about that and I want to hear what your dream castings were. So this was actually pretty tough for me, but the first person that popped into my mind for Doc Antle is actually John Malkovich. <laughs> Can you see that? I yeah. see like a, if we could beef up John Malkovich, he would be a really good Doc Antle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hollywood actors, you know, they get bigger, smaller all the time. So it's not a big thing for them. Okay, so for Doc Antle, John Malkovich, another guy that popped into my mind for Doc Antle. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but Philip Seymour Hoffman. He would have been great. He would have been great for that one. Exactly. Who do you have for Doc Antle? For Doc Antle. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> uh, but you have to imagine with makeup and longer hair. Matt, Matt Damon. I can actually see that. Yes. yes. Imagine the, the goatee and the longer hair. Yes, that's, that was like my number one. I didn't even have a second choice for Doc Antle. And um, for Joe Maldonado, I was thinking, obviously David Spade would be a great choice, but I'm trying to switch it up a little bit. So I'm thinking William H. Macy. That's a big one. That, that one's going around the internet. And my, is it really? Yeah, it's going around the internet. William H. Macy oh, wow. is going around the internet. Mine was uh, David Spade. David Spade, yes. Okay, after every, I'm pretty sure the big reason why for everyone like me, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, and I was a big fan of David growing up too. Okay, so, yeah. uh, who else do you have? For, I loved how Saf in the interview with, um, with Joel McHale, how she mentioned the guy from Johnny Tsunami. Yes, that, that was a perfect, perfect one. He would be yes. perfect, yes. But if I he... had to come up with my own, so I'm thinking Taylor Lautner from um, Twilight. Okay, that could make <laughs> him a little bit, yeah, like not so muscly. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Give him a hat. Exactly. Yep, shave his head down a little bit more. <laughs> By the way, Saf was the most sane person in the show. That was yes. a realist, not, they didn't want publicity, mm -hmm. you know, just wanted to work with the Tigers, you know, not, exactly. not for publicity, not for being famous. Saf was the realest person in the show. That, well, my personal uh, pick for Saf is uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, no way. I actually thought she would be good too. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I, th I think she was my perfect one. All right. Who, who else you got on, on this? So for... Travis, one of my favorite people in the documentary, he was so cute. Um, I would have to go with James Franco. Hmm. Okay. Do you remember Travis? The yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I remember Travis. Uh, you know, I actually put Dave Franco, and that's not a joke. You can't go wrong with either of them, you know. The, the thing I think I think Dave Franco is shorter though, because Travis was pretty tall. If I, yes. yeah, he was a tall, tall guy. So. Yeah, he was like 6'4". It's going to be hard to find someone of that stature. Yeah. But you, you know, you put on James Franco or Dave Franco mustache and just a little bit shaggy hair, you, you have Travis. <laughs> Perfect. And what about, who did you put for James Garretson? James, oh, I didn't. I didn't get around to casting that one. 
okay. I, I pick my top people. I'll tell you who else I have. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, for John Finley. Remember John Finley? Yes. Yeah, the, the first husband or boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there's nobody better than this. Shia LaBeouf. Okay, yeah, he would be really good at that. <laughs> for, for me, that was the number one pick because, you know, shaved head, fake teeth, that would be a perfect one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I struggled with John Finley. I've seen Channing Tatum cir circling around the internet. Um, so I came up with Adam Levine. Okay. Oh. Oh yes. 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 He's got all the tats, and he would just be perfect. And like the face is a little bit of weight. Put on a little bit of weight. Perfect. Oh my God, that yes. that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, for Rick Kirkman, who he was my favorite person in the show. Hold it now. <laughs> the, the camera guy. No, I hate him. He's a terrible guy. You hate him? Why? I mean, from the beginning, he criticized poor Joe. You know, he used Joe. They they both used each other. That that's that's true. No, that's no, true. I'm not saying he's a good person. <laughs> Nobody in that show is good. Maybe the lawyer, the animal rights lawyer, was a good person. Is a good person, but <laughs> but he he just saw an opportunity. Obviously, he was using Joe. He saw how crazy he was, and Joe was using him because he was a professional producer. So on both sides, they were using each other, but. He knew he had good footage. That's why the whole thing got burned down. We still don't know who burned down all his footage and stuff. <laughs> but for Rick Kirkman, uh, I believe Bob Thornton. Yes, he you would know, be awesome. I think that would be a good uh, Rick Kirkman. What about you? Did you pick anyone for him? For Rick, I chose um, Sam Elliott. Are you familiar with him? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good if one. If he buzzed his head, yeah. took off the facial hair, he would be awesome. <laughs> okay, the one person... I could not, I could not come up with somebody with, and this was a hard one, was Carol. Carol? Oh, yeah. man. I could, I could not, I looked at uh, IMDb, so I was looking at actresses. <laughs> I know, I know um, Kate McKinnon has been cast as Carol. Oh, man. And I'm not saying she's a bad pick. I think she's a great pick for it. But my personal pick, I couldn't find anybody for her. So I'm still looking. Yeah, so this one was actually the toughest one for me, too. Um, my first one, my first thought was Amy Poehler, just because she's hilarious. Like, she would be really funny. But yeah. I decided to go with Goldie Hawn. Oh, ooh, that, that's a good Yeah, she's got the facial expressions and the she's older, a little bit closer in age to Carol. So I thought she yeah. would be perfect. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, the eyes. I was looking for the eyes. It's all about the eyes and yeah. the voice, too. Uh, I've heard of people casting people because of a certain look they can give. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard that uh, Ben Affleck was cast on Gone Girl because of his smile. Oh, wow. Just because his half smile was so, like, you don't know if he's telling the truth or if he's lying, the way he mm -hmm. smiled. And um, so the, the person I would cast for Carol Baskins would be somebody that has, like, their perfect look with the eyes. The way yes. she, she looked at the camera, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, mm -hmm. this is incredible. <laughs> Did you come up with anyone for Howard Baskin? Howard, no. No, 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 no. I had a pretty short list, but okay, my last person, uh, mm -hmm. Jeff Lowe. Yes, Jeff Lowe. Mm -hmm. Who's it going to oh, be? My first thought was the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. I forget his name. Oh, I couldn't find him. Um, but uh, at the end, I came out with... Only because I imagined him with makeup, Will Arnett. For Jeff, so for Jeff Lowe, I have two people in mind. Chris Elliott, he's from Scary Movie 2. Yeah. He's the one with the, the weird hand. You know yeah. who I'm talking about? Yes, I know who you're talking about, of course. Uh, my germs. Yeah, he would be, he's got like a creepy look to him, so it wouldn't take much to like to scare right. people with that. Right. The other guy that I have is William Fishner. He was in the perfect storm. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. I had fun with that. Oh, I have one more for you, actually. You know Eric Cowie, the yeah, the long-haired dude. I'm thinking Woody Harrelson for Eric Cowie. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect. That, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Throw on yeah. a long-haired wig, and he's got the that resting jerk look. It reminds me of like Woody Harrelson in Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, he would be perfect for that. The, the big question is for everybody, 
Like, who's cutting their hair over there in Oklahoma? That's the real criminal, right? <laughs> uh, I want to ask you. Um, I was talking about how, because of uh, quarantine and everything that's going on in the world, how some movies got pushed back. Uh, some a couple right. months, some a year. So I want to ask you, what are some movies that were supposed to come out around this time or were going to come out this year that got pushed that you really wanted to see? To be honest with you, I can't think of a movie, but there's a show that I'm upset about. My favorite show of all time, The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, they can't release the finale because of the quarantine. They haven't finished post-production for it. No, okay, so I did not know that. they just left it on a cliffhanger, and we can't even see the finale. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, for everybody watching this, me and Andrea have been zombies multiple times. Yeah. And it's one of our favorite things to do. Uh, walk, and there, there's a thing called zombie school. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're graduates. We're graduates, alumni from zombie school. Exactly. <laughs> we're, I was on the honor roll of zombie school, so. Yeah. No, I had an average, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> but that's good. Okay, well, we are going to connect with Luis now. Joining us today is Luis. He has worked as an extra standing in Atlanta for the last two years, and he will be a frequent host on the show. Welcome, Luis. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Hola, Hello. Luis. Good to see you. Hola, como estas, Andrea? I'm great. So, so, I'm sorry, bro, but this has got to be in English. We'll save the Spanish speaking for another time. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. That we'll makes have sense. an all-Spanish episode later. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yes, Luis is also a photographer. He's a great photographer. I've seen his shots. You guys need to yes. follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is at Luis207. 207. Luis207. Follow him. This guy, man, he scales buildings and takes shots that <laughs> no <laughs> that no other people can get. But but it's just great. Follow him, guys. Well, today we're joined with Andrea. As you know, she has been standing in movies like Fast Eight and in Practical Jokers, and she has been a casting assistant for some years now. Yeah. And the thing is that she. She has been a casting assistant to us, and that's how we met her personally and on background. She's done both, stand-in exactly. background and casting assistant. So today we're here to talk about that. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, we can start off by, you know, he named, Jorge named a couple, but, you know, if you can give us some more uh, movies or shows that you've stood in on that you remember at the top of your head, you know, doesn't sure. have to be exact. Okay, perfect. So yeah, let me give you all a little background. I went to Georgia State and got a degree in film and video production. And as you guys know, like as a side hustle, I started doing extra work um, during college just to pay for some extra things. And I started off as an extra. My first ever extra role was Endless Love in 2013. Do you guys remember that by any chance? Before my time. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. I feel old now. Like, okay, I've been doing this for how long? Now? Yeah. But um, Endless Love I, was my first extra role. And I did extra work for a solid year until I graduated college. And I got my first crew job as a stand-in on Insurgent, the Divergent series Insurgent. And that was an experience like no other to me. That was probably one of the, my most favorite things that I've worked on. And that was, that was full-time? That was... It was, I was for, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rosa Salazar. She plays Alita. Yes, of course. So she was a minor character on that, but an amazing experience nonetheless. Okay, yeah. So you still got to experience all the cool stuff, you know, you know, deal with the crew and you had multiple days and, you know, all that stuff. Yes, I was on there. So they started filming in May. And they would kind of move me around to stand in for different characters. But Rosa was the main yeah. person that I stood in for, for three months. Okay, cool. That's a, that's a good amount of time. Yeah, you definitely get to get the whole vibe and get to meet the crew. And then obviously you got to talk to the person you were standing in with and getting cool with them. And so, Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I bet that was fun. Definitely. It's really cool to see how far she's come, you know, from a minor character on Insurgent to the lead of a sci-fi film. Yeah, exactly. And that was like a couple of years ago, right? And now, yeah, it's cool seeing how 
help people that maybe aren't as like famous or well known and then you know a couple of years later you're like I worked with her exactly and just to see a Hispanic actress in a lead role like that is really cool yeah but <laughs> I was like there's still I feel like there still isn't enough Hispanic actors out there even still right now but for sure yeah. oh yeah it's, yeah it's getting bigger I believe uh I know that on the Asian community they're growing uh, in movies, you know, that had crazy rotations. Now you're going to have an Asian superhero. I think that's amazing. I think um, it's going to take some time still. But, you know, uh, it's, the movies are changing now to who the lead role is. You know, it's not just this guy. You know, it's uh, women now and women of color, women from other races, Hispanic women. You know, it's, it's crazy. I love it. Uh, you know, uh, movies in other languages are winning awards now. Roma, Parasite, stuff like that. I think that's amazing for the film industry. And um, the the one big game changer, I think, is going to be streaming, though. Streaming is taking over big time. Yes. Well, but to get back on track, Andrea, I want to ask you. Uh, when you stood in on any show or movie, did you ever have to rehearse any lines? Because I know as a stand-in... Oh, Sometimes it's just stand or walk, but I know some stand-ins like to rehearse lines or go over lines. Did you ever have to do that or, or experience that? Yes, I actually have a few fun stories for you guys. The first one was um, on Insurgent, rehearsing in front of Naomi Watts and Kate Winslet. And I was just like, please do not screw this up. Like you're with two award-winning actresses over here. And I'm just like, please, yeah, just do your best. And Luckily, I didn't mess it up, but that was one of the most overwhelming, you know, first time as a stand-in, and every set is different, you know. As you know, sometimes they literally just have you stand there, and they don't want you to move or even breathe, and sometimes they throw you right in and have you rehearse with the actors. Yes. So, yeah, you always have to be prepared, you know. It's not, even though the title is, you know this, Luis, Luis and I have stood in together, but it's... Sometimes mm -hmm. you're literally just standing there, but it's better to have the lines memorized in case they put you on the spot. Yeah, and you, you definitely don't know that the first time you do it either. It's like something that has to happen to you or if somebody mm -hmm. tells you, but like, you know, the first couple of times that I did it, I, someone told me that they might make you say lines. So I was just like, yeah, I was kind of ready for it. And they, I mean, I didn't have to do it at the end of the day, but you know, if I was just sitting there, like, not expecting it, it would have been like, oh, I have no idea what he's saying. Like, I didn't even, like, look at the lines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of my other favorite experiences, actually, was Impractical Jokers. Are y'all familiar with the Jokers? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was yes. an extra. Yes. I, so that's one of my favorite shows on TV. And um, Paula oh, okay. Abdul was actually in that movie. And that's who they had me stand in for. And I was oh, like, I okay, okay. I see it. I see it. Yes. I think I, think I might have been there for one of the days that you were you were there. I think I remember because I was an extra. Uh, we were in the club and I think she was singing. And I, yes. I think I saw you. That was there. it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah, had a better experience that. than me on Impractical Jokers. I had, they threw their luggage at me. What? Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 was, that was the shot. You know, they, they were acting all cocky and be like, take our luggage. I was a bellhop and they like threw it at me and I'm like, oh, crap. And, you know, the first take, you don't know what to expect. So I, my face was shocked. And then the director was like, yes, do that again. And I'm like, oh, God, you're like, no, I was really shocked. And then I had to act shocked for like 30 more times. And then, you know, on the 30th time, I was like, <laughs> you know, just like. I don't care. But they probably already got it. They already had it. So they were like, okay, whatever. So you were a Paul Abdul stand-in. Did you have to sing yes. at all? Oh, man. <laughs> um, actually, no. And as weird as this sounds, I mean, Paul Abdul is awesome. But I was just trying my best to not freak out about the Jokers. Like, I'm such a huge fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, like, actually, I ran into Sal one time on the street before this stand-in gig. Little five points. I was leaving an extra gig. And I saw him just standing there on the street and I'm like, Sal. And then he's, you know, if you guys watch the show, you yeah. know, he's really shy. He's like, he didn't answer. I'm like, Sal, Sal. And he's like, are you sure that, are you sure that was him? He's <laughs> like, there's been some random guy. No, like, listen to He's like, yes. It was. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, hi, I watch your show every night. Can I get a picture? 
And so I got this picture with Sal. This was way before I even got the mm -hmm. stand-in gig. So the second that I got the gig and I saw him and the other Jokers on set, I'm like, you cannot do what you did that last time. Like, stay cool, stay calm. Yeah. And I'm like, I just pray that he doesn't remember me because I freaked out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty funny. But what was really cool was that they had me rehearse in Paula's place. Paula would stand in her trailer. So I got to interact with the Jokers and do Paula's lines with them. Oh, that no way. Me. No yeah. way. That's, that's very cool. That, that's very awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. That's probably my favorite experience of all time, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what I love about you, Andrea? You're answering our questions without us asking them. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. No, no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. You're getting more in detail than we thought. So you, you, we had like three different questions that you just censored. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what do you remember about standing in on the Fast 8? Oh, man. Okay. So that's another cool, fun story for you guys. I was standing in for Elsa um, Bataki. Liam, mm -hmm. is it Chris? I think Chris Hemsworth's wife. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Okay. That's yeah, to be honest with you, I like I don't know half of the people I'm standing in for. I always Google them before. But Yeah, that I, happens. <laughs> if you look her up, blonde hair, blue eyes, I look nothing like her. So I'm just like, okay, I don't know why y'all pick me. But anyway, back to the, um, they had me rehearse with Charlize Theron. Yep. The scene in Fast 8 where Elsa is being held hostage mm -hmm. in, I believe, an airplane. Yeah, and in she's about to die. Yeah, so I'm like standing right here looking at Charlize in the eyes, and that was really cool. And the set oh, yeah. was crazy. Just, was it actually? Was it actually her? Or was it her stand-in? Charlize herself. Oh my god, that's oh crazy! Because I said it's always so awkward when you have to stand in front of someone like another stand-in. Yeah, um, it's always awkward. But you're like having to actually face the actual actor and just be like looking at him for like it's like that must have been even extra awkward. Exactly. And you know, as a stand-in, you're not, they, um, they don't care as much about, if you're not rehearsing, they kind of just want you to stay there and not be too distracting. So I'm yeah. just trying to not creep her out or distract her. Yeah. Okay. So follow-up question, because uh, if I have this correctly, she's the one in the airplane that, that had the baby, correct? Yes. Did you get to meet the baby? Because that baby got famous after that movie. Oh my God. That baby did such a good job acting that it started getting like a following. <laughs> and did you get to meet, uh, I forget his name right now, but I will look it up later and put it up. But did you get to meet the baby? Oh, there were actually four babies. And oh, yeah. those babies, oh, wow. <laughs> I think there were three or four babies and those babies gave us hell. Oh, no. So it took forever. Like they, they were crying so loudly that Elsa and Vin Diesel or whomever couldn't get to they couldn't say their lines because the baby was crying over them. Mm -hmm. So they had to get the baby to cry at the right time, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm, I personally didn't have to interact with the baby. Thank God. They just gave me a dummy, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> inexpensive. They're like, they almost didn't want me to hold the dummy. They're like this, this dummy costs more than you. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> it's like, like an expensive Better dummy. Drop them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah, thank goodness I didn't have to deal with the actual babies. <laughs> oh, my. So they gave you a doll that's more expensive than what we get paid as standing or background, pretty much. Exactly. That, that's how you get the baby to cry. You show him your paycheck and then he starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how you exactly. get, that's, how you get, that's how you get a grown man to cry right there. Show him, yeah. show him how much money we make. We are the lowest rate in the country, I believe, for background and standing work in Georgia, I believe, right? Yeah, we, we love to do it. Don't get us wrong. Don't stop hiring yeah. us. But it, we are the lowest rate in the country yeah. right now, unfortunately. But hopefully that changes. We'll see. Yeah, I think it'll go up, but you know, mm -hmm. this time. Yeah, and speaking of the rate, that's something that's hard for the background, you know, obviously. You guys, mm -hmm. we, all, we all have bills to pay, but it also makes it hard for the casting associates, too. Because, sadly, we have no control over the, the rates, you know? Oh, yeah, I bet you hear, you hear it a lot, right? Oh, yeah, we've heard it all. And, um, <laughs> you know, as much as we can try to ask for higher rates you know higher rates if you give higher rates more people will want to come work for you you know and unfortunately um 
Yeah, that's something that's out of casting's hands. Yeah, uh, we know it's not casting's fault or PA's <laughs> fault. Well, I feel like some people don't know, but yeah, you should exactly. know this. We, we are here to inform them and don't get mad at the PA, don't get mad at the casting. You know, they do not control the rates. They're just there to, you know, tell you what it is or they, they let you know ahead of time. So if you ever get booked on anything, check your email, you'll know ahead of time. Yeah, and if you show up, you're accepting the raid, so it's like you can't really <laughs> complain. You can stay home if you want. If you're showing up, you're you're accepting the job and the rate. I so, love your mentality, boys. <laughs> okay, well, my next question for you, Andrea, is uh, you stood in on movies and you stood in on TV shows. Yes. Is there a difference to standing in on a movie than a TV show? There's a huge difference in a lot of ways. Um, it, for the shows, you usually film for a longer period, depending on how many episodes there are. Mm -hmm. So um, standing in, my first full-time stand-in gig was on a show called Hindsight, and we filmed for five months total, almost five. And I was the stand-in for um, the number one person on the call sheet, so five days a week for five months. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, movies typically, I would say anywhere from 60 to 90 days. So mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of differences, the duration of the filming and also, you know, the budget. So if you're standing in on a show, you might not have as good of snacks as you would on a movie. <laughs> yeah, because movies be like a hundred million dollar production sometimes. And obviously that can go towards the better stuff. Exactly. Uh, and, they don't have to, and they don't have to spread it out and, you know, into a longer period of five, six months when they could film a movie in like three months exactly mm -hmm. oh that's true the, the logistics to make a movie or a tv show i could never do i did a student film over three days and i could barely get my money together for that and yeah, i imagine sure. yeah these 150 million productions how they're spreading the money out evenly i mean they're professionals yeah. it's what it's what they and, do and, i mean that's probably that's why pre-production is sometimes just about as much as the whole production like Mm -hmm. they're setting up how they're going to spend the money in like two to three months before they even like get the camera before even anything gets shot at all. They're like, everything's laid out to how much we're going to spend, you know? So that's why pre-production takes a, a good minute as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Is there, is, is there a favorite BG role that you've done? Um, Ooh. BG is background or movie extra. So probably um, my favorite experience as a background actor would have to have been on The Walking Dead. I don't, I'm kind of afraid to even say that because of all that. I don't that. know if any guys have ever heard this. You know, it's a very obscure show. You know, you may have heard of it. Exactly. It's, um, it doesn't have that big of a fan base, but it's a great show. <laughs> what were you? What, were you a zombie or what were you? So first I started off as a zombie and um, getting that email that you are invited to zombie school. That's like getting a college admission letter to me. I freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like I grew up on zombie movies. Zombie movies are my favorite thing. So when I got that, oh, okay. I was like, I almost cried. I was so excited. So yeah. What year was this? Do you remember what year it was? I think it was um, 20, it was either 2014 or 2015. Yeah, oh, okay. so, so a, a long time ago. Cool, yeah. <laughs> me exactly. and me and Andrea are zombie school alumni. We graduated yes. with oh, honors. Oh, good for you. I've actually only been on that show. I've actually only been on that show once. Uh, I was a survivor. Um, nice. That was like way. That was way more recent. Uh, what group you know, were you in? Uh, we were the um, the the group the group with whoever I forgot how it's called the. Um, <laughs> With the main characters, whatever the hilltop. Oh, you were surviving. Oh, oh, hilltop. Okay. Alexand or or yeah. Alexandrian or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, were were you there too, Jorge? I think I've seen you on the show as a survivor. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna talk about it on this show because we oh, okay. we're gonna do a full a full Walking Dead episode, and I could talk about it forever. But I've Perfect. I've been Alexandra uh, Savior, and nice. uh, I think. Um, Kingdom. So I came back as three different things, and that's not allowed. But I'll talk about that on a different episode. But I have I've been three yes. different things. Oh, four, including a zombie. I've also I was a scavenger for two okay. seasons. The the rednecks with the hair <laughs> slicked yeah. back. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, so that what, was probably. What, 
what was fun? Like, what what experience can you do? You remember the deep that was like this is so cool. Besides so, being on there, you know, um, probably when I was a survivor. Um, I, I don't know how. I don't want to spoil. Well, okay, this is a couple. Say, se- <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a couple, a couple seasons, seasons old. If you haven't seen it, sorry, that's your problem. But <laughs> um, so my group, the Scavengers, got taken out by one of Negan's right hand men. I forgot his Simon. I think it was Simon. Mm-hmm. Was Simon the one with the? I, I don't know the older gentleman with the partial bald spot. So he took our people out, and so getting. Sh- shot and then turning into a zombie a fresh zombie where i can still recognize myself that was probably Uh the coolest like just to see myself as a zombie the makeup that they did the contacts that they gave me that was probably the coolest experience Uh, for me oh that is pretty cool (laughs) so andrea you have a pretty impressive resume i'm gonna say (laughs) because besides being background and standing you were on the other side of things and you were a casting assistant as well. Right. So how did it feel to go from casting assistant to background or stand-in and back and forth? Because I know you went back and forth on those things. How did that feel? Did it feel weird casting people and then going back to background or was it normal for you? Tell me about that experience. Going back to background work and to stand-in work from casting was necessary, you know, because when we're not casting, we're not making money. So I loved, I personally loved going back to um, cast, I mean, to doing extra work or stand-in work, getting to know the people that we cast and, you know, just kind of seeing how things have changed in the past few years and getting different opinions on different things. That's pretty cool because you you get to like talk to people. I feel like probably no other casting company or person would do, like not many do that. So. People just like cast them and like maybe they even don't ever meet the people that they cast. Um, so that's cool that you got to like, you probably knew a lot of the people you were casting. Right. Yeah, I like to. I really enjoyed um, hiring friends that I made, you know, because when you're on set for 12 to 15 hours a day, you really get to know people. Yeah. And, and, like I say, and you get to put the filter on who's who would work good for the year because you actually like know the people instead of just having to judge it off of any picture an or whatever. Yeah, an email, a very impersonal email. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a very unique. I feel like, I don't know, I, I, think, I, I, don't know, I just think that's cool. Thank you. Andrea, yeah. uh, I have a funny story for you about this, uh, staying on subject. Back when I started background work, uh, mm-hmm. to cast me, you used to call me. You, I, I, I Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> well, it's okay. It was a long time ago. It was a long, it is when I started background, um, at maybe 2014. So what? yeah, 2014 oh. or 15. Oh, I know why. Okay. Yeah. I'll, so you used to, to call me and tell me, Hey, Jorge, Andrea, are you available? And I would say yes. And that's how you will catch me instead of me applying. But the funny story I have to tell you is I used to be on other background shows. And when I got the call from you, I would tell my friends, oh, it's my, it's my agent. And they would believe me. <laughs> and they would, they would believe me. And then I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, tomorrow, sure. And they were like, with their mouths open, like, like, oh, he's an actor. And it was just for a background role for Tyler Perry or for whatever was going on. Uh, because in, the, in that time, everybody still had to apply. Now every, right. everyone's getting text or email. You still have to apply for some things, but... You know, it's more frequent now that you're getting calls from other people. So back then, that was very weird. And you used to call me. You're like, hey, Jorge, can you do this tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I will tell people it was my agent, and they will believe it. (laughs) I would be honored to represent you, Jorge. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I know you try to give me a bigger rate, but I know. (laughs) (laughs) He tried. He tried. Um, I was gonna say I kind of have a funny story too, because back when back when we well, I mean, you were there, so it's not like a crazy story but uh yeah because like remember you used to you used to cast me for a couple of Tyler Perry stuff um <laughs> but I, I don't think I had met you until we met on Hellfest when we, we were both extras on Hellfest that was so fun I've completely forgot yes. about that yeah yes that's what I was about to say um because <laughs> I remember you introduced yourself and you were like oh yeah I also do like the uh casting for Tyler Perry and I was like oh I think you cast me before I actually know that I think about it and I just had never like met you 
or I don't like, I didn't know what you looked like. I was like, that was very cool. Um, and I think you were you, both of us were really really featured in that movie. Um, yes, I was like the very first. I was like the very first person you saw in that movie. I mm -hmm. I literally like paid to watch the movie just to see me. <laughs> um, but it's I saw okay. You yeah, I mean it's whatever. We had um, to, but shameless plug, y'all check out Hellfest. We're in the first scene of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then so she was with. Uh, like I said, slight spoiler. She was uh, the friend of one of the first people that gets killed. Um, uh, we were like in that little maze. That was it. Was a very that was a very cool set. Um, that was a fun featured extra role. <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually like more featured than like sometimes you get calls from casting associates and they'll be like, "This is a featured role," um, and then like you never get seen. But that one, like I feel like, wasn't like planned. But like that was extremely featured for both of us. You see both of us really well in that movie. Um, so I just I just thought that was like a funny. That story. was so fun. Um, I forgot about that. Oh, you know what? I'm jealous. I'm jealous because I did Hellfest and I did five overnights in the freezing cold with 100 yeah. people. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what the funny thing about that was is that I had applied for all those days and I never got called back and I ended up working something. I think I might have worked Goosebumps or something else. Yeah. I ended up working something else that week, but I never got called back. And then like afterwards, everyone was like, you're so lucky you didn't get called back. It was so cold. Those every those days were so cold. I was like, I guess I dodged the bullet. Luis and Andrea, you guys are so lucky. You have no idea. We were sharing one heater per 30 people. Let, let me what? just leave it, it at that. Like 20 yeah. Degree, and it was like 20 degrees. 20 weather. degrees. There well, wow. not to talk too, too bad about the production. The, the one cool <laughs> thing is that I got to see the original Candyman. What? Uh, he was, he, he was in the movie and, uh, uh, the Candyman from the 90s. You know the movie from the 90s? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He, he was in the movie and we got to see him. And uh, my good friend Kevin, uh, who will be in this podcast in the future, he told me, yeah, that's Candyman. That's the original Candyman. I'm like, no way. What and part did he play? He was like, uh, he was on the stage. And I thought that was him. I didn't even I notice didn't that. that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, all right, and there, so what, what is, for some people who might not know, um, what what do casting associates do? Like, what's what's a daily life in if you were casting a project? Right. So we do a lot of things. From the second we wake up, we have to check our emails and make sure that the people who are booked for the day responded to their confirmation emails at night. You can only stay up so late before you need to get your rest as well, you know? So literally mm -hmm. from the second I would wake up, I would check my email to make sure that everyone's confirmed for the day. And if they weren't, then um, I would sometimes have to rush call people in. Rush call means when, let's say you don't have your numbers, you call people and see if they can come in at the last minute. So literally from the beginning of the day to midnight, one or two in the morning, we stay mm -hmm. busy. So what, yeah, it's, it was a lot easily anywhere from 15 to 18 hour days, to be honest with you. When you would get a project, I guess that what you would get from production, like, you know, how many people you need, what type of people you need type situation or what, what, what would like the beginning part, like how would you start? Right. So, um, the casting director is typically invited to a production meeting with the producers, mm -hmm. all of the, um, what's the word, all of the, um, the managers of every department. I like can't producer? Think of, oh, okay, managers are um, people. Oh, I'm sorry, the department heads. Mm -hmm. And with the department heads and the producers and directors, they would talk about what they envision for particular scenes. And to be honest with you, a lot of the times we did not know what we needed for the next day until sometimes 10 p.m., to be honest wow. with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we would get preliminary called, uh, a preliminary call sheet mm -hmm. at the beginning of the day. And as you guys know, your prelim, just as your call times, prelims change. Yes, they change so, all the time, that's true. Sometimes we would have something booked out completely we thought we had it and then um, at 10 p.m. when the final call time came out we saw that it changed completely so mm -hmm. we we would have to call people or sometimes cancel people because the numbers were cut or sometimes call people into the early hours of the morning to make sure that we got our numbers 
Well, I have a follow-up question to that. Um, how many emails would you get in a day from background? Ooh, hundreds, if not thousands, to be honest with you. And wow, we're, I believe that. Yeah. So um, just to give you guys a little background on the process, how we find people primarily is through email. We have a Facebook page. And on there, sometimes, as with any background or stand-in role, the casting, the people who lead the casting team will post what they're looking for with the location and the rate. So people, when they see would see those posts, they would send us an email um, submitting for the role. And easily, we would get like hundreds of people. Well, did another question I have uh, talking about that, was it hard to reject people? Like when they didn't fit the bill, when they didn't fit the role, was it hard? Or were you just like, nope, 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 yes, yes. Did you get used to it like in the fast pace? It's really hard. Um, something that was honestly frustrating for me is um, trying to tell people not to take it personally. Yeah, like there, sure. there were times where we had booked somebody for a featured role. We were told it would be featured or it said that in the script. And, you know, they would get to set or they would be sitting and holding all day and they wouldn't get to the scene and they would be really upset, understandably so, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was hard to explain to them that sometimes, well, most of the time, these things are out of our control, you know? Like, yeah. unfortunately, we, we're not the assistant directors or the PAs. We don't place people in front of the camera. Our job is to make sure the people arrive to set and... Um, after that, we got to work on the next day, you know? Yeah, there, it's not your call that what happens in, on, in the movie. That's the director's right. call. And exactly. there, there's one term that I heard one time on The Resident that I liked. He said, I'm going to keep you guys in my back pocket. Meaning, I'm going to see if I need you guys, but stay close. Or we're, gonna have, we're just going to mm -hmm. see if we can use you. If not, you know... They just feel good having you there if they need to put you in the right. scene. And if they don't put you yeah. in the scene, you still get paid for the day. I still enjoyed my paycheck, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand some people get mad because they really want to get on camera. But our, right. our job as stand-in or background is not to be the actors. Our job is to yeah. dress the scene if we are needed. If we are not needed, you know, mm -hmm. we're just there, you know. We have to stay busy ourselves. But, yeah, we... People, like, if you do background, don't get mad at the casting assistants or the PAs because it's not... Please. It's not, it's yeah. not their yeah. fault. Well, uh, moving mm -hmm. on from that, uh, most of the casting stuff you did was for Tyler Perry. Is that correct? So, um, actually, four or five years ago, I briefly worked for CL Casting. Oh. Ooh, okay. Yep, and um, I, the first casting project I ever did was Allegiant, the third to the Divergent movie. Yes. So it was oh, really cool funny. to see all the crew. Yeah, Jamie knew me from the stand-in work and graciously had me as an assistant um, for that movie. Oh, wow. Well, did yeah. you, on the years that you, that you did casting for Tyler Perry, did you get to interact with him at all? He was a gentleman and held the door open for me one time, but we never, um, he never got to know me or anything. Oh, it's okay. I know. He's a busy man. I saw him work. Yeah, mom, but he stays busy with all that money. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So to wrap this up, um, you have any like interesting, funny stories from the casting side of things uh, that you can remember working on any, any project? Yes, I have a lot of fun memories as a casting associate, to be honest with you. And the best memories that I had was with my team. You know, those people mm -hmm. became my family. When you end up working 12 to 18 hours a day, they become your family. You see them more than your family. So to stay sane, we would prank each other in the production office. Really? I think <laughs> um, I heard of this sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Matthew, I don't, um, Matthew Sparks, one of the associates. Yeah. You guys know Yeah, I know Matthew? Matt. I know yeah. Well, yeah, I know him. <laughs> I know him. So one time, I yeah, um, I forgot what he had done, but I decided that I was going to prank him into thinking that his gym access would be revoked at the, no. at the production studio. No. Because as you guys know, that studio where we worked, they're very strict about pictures. There's all these signs up, no pictures, no photos. Mm -hmm. And there's a mm -hmm. sign that says that in the gym. <laughs> and um, Matthew had posted a video of him or Aaron, our other um, friend, mm -hmm. working out. 
on Instagram. So I was like, (laughs) I'm going to get them. So I made a form and I said, Matthew David Sparks, um, your gym access has been revoked until further notice. And um, they were like, "Who on the form, it said, who reported it? Housekeeping. <laughs> I said that housekeeping had witnessed um, Matthew taking a picture. And it was just really funny. Like, he, he was so mad. And I had security deliver it to his cubicle. But unfortunately, Matthew wasn't there when they delivered it. <laughs> okay. But he still so, saw it though. <laughs> yeah, he saw it and on the envelope I wrote background PA and he was like, I am not a background PA. <laughs> that's that's freaking hilarious. But yeah, honestly, the best times that we're had were with the team. I miss them. Mm-hmm. Like they really they became my family and I'm grateful that I got to meet them through this, you know? Yeah, and I wanna give a shout out to Jessica. Yes. She is super nice. She is great. You know, I've, I got the chance to meet her a couple of times, talk with her. She's a super great person. And Andrea, you can vouch for me, right? So Jessica, yeah, I owe a lot to Jessica. We actually stood in together, believe it or not. That's how we met. Wow. Yep, six years ago. And I'm just so proud of her. First, she was a background actress, and then she moved up to casting director. Well, maybe we can have her on the show sometime. That would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, We actually had a lot of fun talking with you, Andrea, and with my co-host, Luis. It has been great. Thank you guys for being here. This is uh, all the time we have. And uh, thank you for joining us on Being Extra. Muchas gracias, amigos. Thanks, Andrea. We had a great time talking to you. Uh, And for you guys watching, don't forget to follow us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Hasta luego. Ciao.